0: Welcome to Since You Asked, a podcast where we have authentic conversations built around your questions on life, biblical Christianity, and occasionally, completely random topics. Now, here's your hosts, Ben Farley and Ben Van Heining. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome back to Since You Asked. My name is Ben Farley. I am here with my co-host, Ben Van Heining. Ben? How are you on this beautiful day? You know,
1: if I had air conditioning in my vehicle, I'd be a lot better. Oh, I'm sorry. It's real hot. It is. It is hot. It was 88 a while ago when I was running around out in town. Yeah.
0: So my wife, um, and I don't know how many of you ladies, I guess I don't limit to ladies. Maybe some men are like this too, I guess. But uh, once school starts, it is fall at our house. And so a couple weeks ago, uh, my wife had decided that it was time to put out our fall decor. And so inevitably hold what up, hold
1: up. Did you say decor? That's what she said. I'm oh, just repeating that. Just I don't repeating... use that term
0: normally, okay. but she said that. So um so we're we're she's putting that stuff out and you know she realizes <laughs> we don't have enough. Oh no. And if you don't have enough there is one place to go to get more. Right. Hobby Lobby. Oh yeah. So absolutely. Now let me say this. I am not a Hobby Lobby fan per se.
1: Okay. Yeah, I like it. But, okay, well,
0: but Hobby Lobby, I'm not a fan of the decorative side of Hobby Lobby itself, but Hobby Lobby has a phenomenal candle section. Yeah. Uh, the coffee candle which I think I love maybe I one. introduced you to that one. Yep. Uh, there is grandpa's
1: chair. Grandpa's chair. It's been my favorite since you brought it to the office.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of the Hobby Lobby brand so candles that are that are really good and yeah. you can make fun of us for for saying this. Yeah. But don't knock it till you smell it is it, what I always say.
1: Exactly. They have a very good line of mandels. I they mean do. they don't call yeah. them mandels but they're man flavored. Not fully <laughs> scented. I've never eaten one. I guess that's a weird way of saying that, but a man-scented candle. Yeah. They're really pretty good. They are good. That yeah. barbershop one. Oh, very good. Man, yep. is, it just smells real good. So, while my
0: wife is shopping for home goods, yeah. I'm sniffing the candles, or they also have a very good section for like um, seasonings. Uh, they have a really yeah. good seasoning section that has been bolstered up. And they have, uh, there's not many places I can find this in stock in our area, but they have my all-time favorite hot sauce. I'm a big hot sauce guy. They have uh, a brand called Truff. It is a truffle-infused hot sauce. It's phenomenal. Okay. And so uh, if you go to Hobby Lobby, go. Don't, yeah. don't, don't miss out on this. Go smell the candles. Go try the hot sauce. Opens up all your senses. You're you're ready to you're
1: roll. What <laughs> and you know if they ever figure out <clears throat> the idea that they could find a place for guys, some leather couches, yeah, a TV with ESPN rolling mm-hmm. or something on like that. I mean they, I mean that just gives the women more time to roam around the store yeah. anyway. They're gonna sell more stuff. Yeah, plus they're gonna get us with the candles, right, and the uh, spices. Yep, I'll have I to have think. I'll have to get some trough. It's really good. In a um, hot sauce? Is it hot? Uh, not not really okay
0: it's it's enough to you know you're gonna feel it a little bit after yeah. but you're not gonna sweat okay and that's now good. they do have hotter truffle sauce so there's two there's a black label and there's a red label the red label is hotter i have not okay. tried that yet okay it could be a sweater yeah but um but yes so so that's for free uh not a sponsor yet right looking
1: at you truck good hobby lobby yeah and uh, hobby lobby anywhere along those lines would be great you know I'm back on this whole, when, when, the, the weather turns, it hasn't turned it, to me. You cannot put fall stuff out until it's cool.
0: Well, that is where I was going with that story. Yeah. She put that stuff out and then all of a sudden it's 95 degrees and we look like morons. So, you know, you drive by our house and you're like, that house is in fall mode but I'm sweating profusely it's and summer. it's not fall. Yeah. So.
1: It's still summer. I don't even know when the last day of summer is. I, I don't remember when that occurs. Uh, I think it's like September
0: 20th, Somewhere 21st, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it changes in different people's minds. So for some people it's when school starts, it's fall now in other people's minds. It's after labor day, it's fall and some people go official. And when it actually becomes fall, then it's fall. So,
1: yeah. And I, and I got, you know, I'm a, I'm a, you know, Pumpkin spice guy, I, I like some of that kind of stuff. Okay. It, it, October, yeah. At least let's wait till October when they start putting pumpkins out. You know, live, you know, live, not live pumpkins, but pumpkins right. are cut out of a field, pumpkins, and the mums start to blossom and all that. But yeah. it's just too early.
0: Well, now the same people who are school starts, it's fall, are also the same people who. Two weeks before Thanksgiving, it's Christmas. I know, right? So those people are one and the same.
1: You got to really—I mean, it's like they're wanting to push everything. Just pull enjoy it. Forward, it. just enjoy the season you're in. Yes, can we? And which you know, it actually leads to—we you know, always talk about a day to celebrate. It leads right into this thing of August 30th is National Toasted Marshmallow Day. Mm. Now, again, I have no problem with the toasted marshmallow. Yeah, but you do that in the fall.
0: Right. So around a fire. So whoever is doing this national calendar is a Christmas is the second week of November type they're person. There are a
1: female running to Hobby Lobby <laughs> and getting fall stuff. They're con- they're collaborating together. They're yeah. trying It's like they want to just make the season of fall longer and longer and longer. Yeah. I mean, but I'm telling you right now before too long they're going to start showing Christmas movies on Freeform. Yeah. they're doing it to us too i mean it's like the commercialization of all these things and let's just can we enjoy the pool pools are still open yeah my pool's gonna be open for at least two more weeks maybe a little longer because it's still hot out let's just do that just chill out people yeah just chill out and go to the beach yeah because because today is also national beach day i've been to a few beaches outside of the United States and inside of the United States. And the beach is one of my favorite places. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could go to the beach and read an entire book in a day, just, yeah. just relaxing, digging your toes in the sand, that kind of thing.
0: I, I like it for a day. I am yeah. a mountains guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I would rather be in the mountains and I can crush a book, you know, yep. overlooking the mountains there. I say that like I've done it all the time, (laughs) but I, I like the beach. I don't dislike the beach, but given the choice between a beach vacation or a mountain vacation, I'm going to choose the mountains.
1: Yeah. I'm getting to that point, but I really, I, when I think back over my times of going to the beach, beach is fun when you're with your wife. Yeah. The beach is not fun when you're with toddlers. Oh, it's just not. No. They get sand everywhere. They get, eventually they rub it in their eyes. Last time we went to the beach, Miley was little. She got stung by a jellyfish. Yep. Not fun. Yep. We did not enjoy no. so much that vacation, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and I don't know a place where, you know, I have four kids, seven and under, and I don't know any place that is a vacation right, with kids of that okay. age. Now, it's fun, sure. but it's not relaxing. No. We we just have come to the yeah. understanding that the relaxing vacations will take place in another 18
1: years or so. It depends on how you define vacation. Yes. If you define vacation as having fun, yeah. then you're all over it. We're all over it. Because you just need a hotel pool and right. some pizza. Yep. And they'll have a blast. Yep. It's when you decide you want to relax. Yes. That you got to leave the kids at home, I'm assuming. You better leave them at home and do (laughs) that early, man. Figure that out because you're going to want some time away from. The hustle and bustle of it. So yep. yeah, yep. those are those are some things we could celebrate today.
0: Absolutely. Well, uh, every day is a day worth celebrating, and so um, that that kind of leads us—not really, but I'm going to make the segue, uh,
1: change <laughs> gears. Let's do this uh, other thing. Yeah. So we are uh,
0: working through. This is actually part three. Uh, of our series on worldviews. Yeah. And from the very beginning, we've laid out that a worldview is basically just the lens by which you view the world and the things in it. Yep. And so everyone has one. Everyone has a worldview. If you're listening to this podcast, you have a worldview. The question that we're trying to figure out is, what is that worldview? Right. And so we've been working through the first week we laid out. This is a kind of the simplistic version of a Christian worldview. Yeah. Last episode, we talked about this is a deist worldview, Um, really that God is there, but he's not involved. Um, Now we're moving towards a worldview that starts to remove God from the picture entirely, Uh, and this is the view of naturalism. Again, when we talk about the names of these worldviews, you may not know what it's called. But this is a very prevalent worldview, Absolutely. very prevalent. Um, I think especially in like an academic worldview, an yeah. academic society, yep. um, a scientific approach to things, you'll start to see this kind of come into light. So whether they call it that or not, this
1: is what it is. Right. Yeah. It can also be called materialism just mm-hmm. simply because, you know, if you start to ask these these eight questions that we've been talking about you know the first question is what is the prime reality or what is what is what do we know that is real what what is the real yeah well the real in in naturalism is matter yeah and just the materials that make up that matter so you you yeah you take god completely out of the picture and you were saying a while ago too if you if you took a freshman biology or, you know, whatever class you take in high school, Miley, I think in sophomore year this year is taking biology one. Mm-hmm. That is going to be based, mostly the textbooks are going to be based on th- this idea of naturalism. Yeah.
0: It, it. So let's talk about that first kind of uh, element to this. What is reality? Well, naturalism seeks to remove a creator from the equation right? And, and simply comes back to the, the standpoint of everything just exists. Right. Like there, and, and so I guess let's go to the second part of that. How did it come to be? How, right. How did what we
1: see uh, come to be? Right. The, you know, uh, a teacher, a biology teacher uh, would say that the world was, had a lot of matter and a lot of stuff floating around. The universe didn't, uh, have any form or void, which sounds a lot like a scripture, you know, text, but you know, that, that somehow through all the, the movement of gases and materials and stuff, we have what they term as the big bang theory, you know, that the material that we were, that was floating around kind of all crashed together Made this large explosion that then you know puts all the planets in their places and then all into the orbit and all the things that make make for what we know as the universe today and we can see the 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 design of it and the the intricacies of it, but that it was mostly just by accident or through, yeah, natural order. Now
0: here's what they don't answer, because okay, you can you can come from the standpoint of. A big event happened. And and in naturalism, uh, the idea is that this big event, call it the Big Bang, call it whatever you want, yeah. happened, and the universe was just suddenly created. Yeah. The question is, well, how has that been sustained for, you know, they would say millions of years? Yeah. How has that been sustained? And in all of that timeline, there has not been another event that has caused the collapse of everything. Right. You know, if if... If it is just as easy for everything to become, I would say this uh, major coincidence, uh, everything just so happens to be in the right spot, all of these chemicals or whatever combine, and boom, everything that we see is here. How does that same thing not happen in reverse? But but it can't answer that.
1: Right. They, they, that I think they would say that's a that's an impossible question to. Th- you know, you can't even theorize it. I mean, I suppose you could theorize sure. something like that and say, "Well, it's because of this, this, and this." But, but the fact of the matter is, science doesn't really have a good explanation, yeah, for why that occurs. You know, and we we talk an awful lot about science versus you know what we know in in what what Christians call faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in a lot of ways, we we can deal with the fact. Christians, conservative Christian people, thinkers, creationists have no problem looking to science to prove some of the things that we believe in. Right. <clears throat> but yeah, with, uh, with the big bang and with this thing that happened, yeah, you, you would think over a millions of years, there would be some extra change or some more, some more things that would have happened over the course of that time to make that yeah different.
0: Yeah. And, and I think obviously naturalism has removed God from the equation as creator, but it also has removed him as sustainer, right? So, so again, you go back to the question: Well, what is sustaining everything, right? Uh, how how is this all continuing on this this timeline, however however long they would claim that to be? What is sustaining it? Yeah. And, and there's just there's just no real solid answer, and and that's kind of the point of that viewpoint, right? Is
1: how can we just. Don't really know, don't really know. and and probably again, won't know. the, the one of the things that is, you know one of the language p- pieces of language or phrases that are used in naturalism is that the system, the, the system that is the universe is a closed system. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing really acting on it outside. It's why you every once in a while you'll hear the story of a of a massive meteor. That's yeah. flying through Earth, and they keep, you know, they they say if it continues on this course, it'll clip the edge of the Earth and send us into, you know, terror and <laughs> yep. or and all these things. And these movies that they just scare people to death with. Uh, and the fact of the matter is, none of those events ever end up occurring. Now, once in a while, you'll, a meteor will turn into a meteorite, yeah. obviously, and yeah. land and hit uh, different places. And there are places actually you can go and on vacation <laughs> to see some of those areas and places. But But yeah, um, the God, God in theism, takes care of the universe, keeps it rolling, keeps it sustained. Mm -hmm. One day we'll bring it all to an end. In deism, he wound it up and just wait is just waiting for it to. In 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 naturalism, it's just uh, it's just nature. It's the way nature is, and it's the way nature works. And one of these days, it'll burn up and. And everything will cease to exist.
0: And, and it's it's so interesting because, and I'm not trying to to become or, or to come across as insulting, but in in an academic setting where where a lot of this viewpoint is prevalent, for as intelligent as that community would claim to be, yeah, there is a lot of answers left off the table sure like it's not a definitive now i also understand this even in a theism viewpoint a christian theism viewpoint yeah we don't have all the answers so so i'm not saying that in order to have a valid viewpoint you have to have everything nailed down right but it seems like there's more holes in this viewpoint than any of them so far
1: yeah it's an interesting thing you were just saying because you, you you might use the term common sense Right. Because a lot of times common sense just goes out the door when you start thinking through a lot of this stuff. And, and and I would agree with you, in Christianity or reading through the Bible, sometimes common sense has to go out the door. Because what sure. we believe is that God does things in His way, time, and fashion, and we don't really get to question that. Right. With deism, you would say, well, yeah, we it's just kind of the way things turned out. God didn't have a way of intervening in that. Because in theism, well, God intervened, but well, we just don't know why. Right in naturalism for me there's so many common sense questions that i just like okay so again i'm probably gonna frustrate people although i haven't heard anything so no one's i haven't upset the right person here here. yeah Yeah. (laughs) so you know the whole idea of climate change yeah the the idea that we're we're in this world of climate change and that it's destroying our our, uh, glacier uh, and then we're gonna flood the earth uh, I don't know if you've ever <laughs> seen that movie, The Day After Tomorrow, where yeah. you know yeah. the flood and, and then it turns winter and and all these things. And I heard, I, I just heard a guy one time say he he said, you know, the climate change isn't real when he said when you know that they're continuing to build condos in Florida, yeah. You know, because again, the common sense would say if if the world's economy could be destroyed by a massive tsunami because the world is melting and we're going to have all these floods, no one's building anything anywhere near an ocean or a body of water because they're going to fill up, destroy, and none
0: of these none of these academic people should or or scientific people should be
1: there because. Otherwise yeah. you're going to be just, you know, yeah. And he said, you know, he went on an expedition with his wife to Antarctica. Of course he's a billionaire. So he's, he's doing all these things and they're coming up with these massive, uh, they drill down and the, the ice and the, they're trying to explain all these layers of ice and things. And he was like, All we saw was just a bunch of ice. It's just been there for a long time. If it's melting and it's going to destroy the earth, no one's building anything more. No one's going to loan you money, certainly, to buy a house or build a house in Florida because otherwise it'd be gone. So I think some of those things, sometimes we have to really step back, You know, and not not in a mocking way, but step back and say, there is a reason why we believe in it a grand designer. We believe in a God who creates things because we believe there's a purpose for when the change of climate happens, Mm -hmm. he intends for the earth to warm and to cool. And he has, there are reasons why crops and all kinds of things, water supplies, he knows what all we need. If you just, even in the history of the earth, the 10,000 years that the earth has been in existence, all all the different times it's, it's cooled and we have an ice age and then we have this and then we have that and i'm certainly not fully up on all that. Yeah. But to know that naturally throughout history those things have benefited the human race yep. in many ways so.
0: Well, and let's just be honest about this. Now, I, i'm not again, i am not an expert on all the ins and outs of the climate change argument. No. However, for a christian if the end result of climate change is widespread flooding that is going to massively uh, destroy a large, large percentage of the Earth, uh, I think there is something in Scripture, and and actually something that during a storm we're reminded of that God has promised He's not going to handle things yeah. that way again. And yeah. so, uh,
1: again, these things just don't—they don't mesh. They don't. They so, don't met and they don't mesh in a lot of ways because we do believe in a of uh, a creator God who is sustaining the universe right. when you can look, step back and say, I have a faith in that, that God knows when to water the plants and he knows when to withhold rain. And right. I know that we've been dealing with a little bit of drought this year and it's been a lot drier than normal. What we'll find out even 10 years from now is there was a reason why there was lack of rain versus more rain. Yep. Farmers start to figure those things out. And yeah. they, the ones who are really believe in in God, the creator, they start to, understand th- those are just the way things go and god yeah. has a purpose for all things so yep yep yeah.
0: absolutely so let's let's shift gears here to us yeah from a naturalism point of view what what is a human being what is the purpose of humanity why do we exist
1: yeah we really we're a complex machine. I mean, I don't think anybody would deny that. Mm-hmm. Even your greatest scientists, your brain surgeons, the people who are studying the deepest, most complex things about the human body, they would say we're definitely a complex machine. Yes. But I think they would also say that it's a lot of due to chemical creations, personalities, and things of that nature, that that we are kind of who we are as a result of our you know, DNA DNA or as a result of our chemical makeup. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it takes away the image of God idea, and it puts us more in the category of, we're more just like the animal kingdom where yeah. we're bred. One just a higher
0: another. evolved yeah. member of the animal kingdom. Yeah.
1: You know, we don't have animals that talk just yet, but, but a lot of biologists would say we're on our way to having, you know, we're no different than animals other than, you know, a lot of these characteristics, but we're sure trying to get the, uh, and, you know, we're still a very complex, we're still a complex creation. That uh, is able to do some amazing things, and that's where a lot of naturalism came from in the first place. Was really, really smart people started studying the universe and said, "Well, no, we're not, we're not rotating around the sun, or the, the sun's not rotating around us. We're rotating around the mm-hmm. sun. It's the natural source of heat and light for all planets, and this and that." Some, and really smart people. So, really smart people start to accomplish these things. If you can cure a disease, if you can work on the brain, yeah. What do you need God for? Because you're a pretty intelligent human being, as as it stands.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, and and I think what's what's important for us to understand about this worldview is that it really, if you want to compare the naturalism worldview versus the Christian theism worldview, as it pertains to. The the purpose, the uh, hope, the future of humanity—one offers a lot more than the other. Sure. And, and so, a Christian theism worldview says, "Yeah, we're designed by God." Uh, of course, as a as a Christian, we know that the purpose for us is to glorify Him, is to yeah. uh, but but also to share the gospel message, and that gives us our our life's purpose. Uh, but it also we have a hope and a future because of Him. But in the naturalism world, what is it? It's we are born by some crazy, you know, wonderful mishap. Uh, We live, we're sustained by something, I don't know. Yeah. We have really no purpose in our life except to exist. Yep. And once we die, uh, we're dead. That's it, who knows. Again, it's a whole lot of Speculation and no concrete, like, nope. this is why I was created, this is my purpose in life, and this is what happens at the end. Right? There's just, it's just this floating existence of, I don't know why we were born, I don't know why we're living, and I don't know what's going to happen when we die. <laughs> yeah. It, it doesn't lend itself to any hope whatsoever. And so, so if we look at Romans, we see that eternity has been placed in the hearts of every believer. Again, this is from a Christian perspective. Yeah, but we see that eternity has been placed in our hearts. Every person understands through creation that that there is a creator, and that's what we're we're told. Well, in this in this worldview, th- there's none of that. Right. It, it nature the the creation the the complexity that that we can't even fully grasp. Speaks to nothing. It it speaks to a happy accident. Right. It just does not... It does not mesh with the reality that I see in front of me. Right. Because we... and, And of course, again, I'm coming from a Christian perspective, but I sit out in nature... And it's just like, it explodes. tells a story. It tells a story. Yeah. And I don't know how you deny that. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, I don't understand that whole worldview, yeah. but I don't know how you can look at the complexity of, you know, I'm looking out a window right now and I see all these different types of grasses and these different types of trees and and the way that they know how to open up their leaves when rain's yeah. coming and, and how they, uh, it, it just naturally, they use the, uh, they use the carbon dioxide we put off and they give off the oxygen that we need. And, and, but all that just happened by accident and serves no purpose right. in a naturalism worldview. And it just doesn't jive yep. with something that I feel in the innermost parts of my soul.
1: No. Yeah. And that, that's one of the really fine lines that occur and one of those kind of final steps that go, I mean, once we start to get to this point, as you step forward, if you, if there is no God and there is no purpose and there is no, you lead very quickly to desperation and lack of hope, like you said, and and with a naturalism worldview, a lot of times they pour uh, a naturalist will pour a lot of energy into conserving what we have, you yeah. know, we're, because we are highly evolved beings we become responsible for everyone else's uh conscience Mm. in that we have to conserve uh, there's a really cool on disney disney uh, plus Mm -hmm. on the national geographic part of disney plus there's a really cool um man i'm not going to come up with the name of the series now but it was something about living on the edge or on the edge of Mm -hmm. the world or something like that and it's like there's one that they go down to costa rica and they um they uh, kayak down one of the more dangerous stretches of river in the world. Wow! Places no one's ever been. Yeah, they're You know, one guy. Uh, he's climbing uh, a, a, a side of a mountain because they're looking for a particular frog. That this eighty-year-old and this there no one's ever been up on this mountain. Nobody's wow. ever scaled it. And they take a whole team. And but every every episode, there's a section right in the middle of. It's almost a commercial for this whole nature preserving naturalism kind of thing, where we got to stop cutting down trees and stop, you know, destroying ecosystems. And it's like, I don't know that I don't know that it's, uh, uh, that I would as a Christian theist say I, I need to be irresponsible with nature. Sure, yeah. I mean, God created it and put it there for us to enjoy. He didn't certainly put it there for us to destroy. Right. But we also learn when we cut down trees, it creates less wildfires when we when we cut and plant trees over here as opposed to over here. And when we plant crops I mean, even God in the Old Testament had a design for plant a crop here for six years, take the seventh year and don't plant. Yeah. You know, do those things. And when people rebelled against that, you know, there were consequences. Yeah. So yeah, I think that because we're so highly evolved, we think that we're somehow masters. Yeah, of the universe a little bit. And that be, that comes off as trying to tell people, well, you can't drive an SUV and you shouldn't, <laughs> you know, use for the longest time early on in the movement. You shouldn't use certain kinds of hairspray because it's bad for the ozone, yep. you know. Well, no, I think God got the ozone covered yeah i think he can take care of that yeah created it in like the third or fourth day of existence yeah he should Jinnison. be able to sustain he, he can take care of it yeah
0: and I, I agree like we're not advocating for being terrible stewards no, of this no, this no. earth that we've been given but at the same time god has given us these resources to use yeah. um and and you know i could go on a uh a tangent that probably wouldn't be beneficial, but I may give you a snippet. Anyways, sure. uh, the whole you had mentioned the SUV movement and the fossil fuels and all that. Oh yeah, but the argument is to go electric and and using these lithium batteries that are mined from the earth and is actually right. much more damaging to the earth than getting the fossil fuels. Right. In.
1: So you know, but but I'm not gonna go there. Yeah. So. No. No. Absolutely. I mean, we got to be really. You know, again, let's be at least consistent. Yeah, right. You know, right. in our in our viewpoint, and so yeah, you can poke holes in just about every theory out there. Sure. When it comes to you know the ridiculousness of it, but yeah, so when you think about that, that those sort of things are are things that you can look at and see. Oh, that's coming from. Yes. That's coming from a perspective that takes God out of the picture and puts somehow science or biology or whatever at the forefront and Darwin had a lot to do with that. You know I mean? This is not even a real, this is not even a real serious worldview until the last two or 300 years. Right. So yeah. Your naturalism isn't something that was proposed or even had proponents of until Darwin comes along, writes his evolutionary theory, which is mostly just racism, mm. uh, capsulated in a scientific theory of things. Interesting. I, and so he's separating out, you know, uh, uh, races and uh, the whole idea of you know uh, the survival of the fittest yep. and that we have to be a superior race and and then you know Hitler catches on to some of this and then our schools and, and yeah. yeah it's a dis- it's a real it's a real disparaging thing toward god and we you know removing god from the school so yeah. not to go into the whole history of it because I don't really understand all of it but that's right. how that worked.
0: Well and and I think that is something that a lot of people that would would subscribe to a naturalistic worldview don't understand, right? Don't understand the the roots of where their belief system comes
1: from, right?
0: And so, yeah, I, I would encourage you to uh, to do some research on that um, because it it will I think it will open your eyes a little bit. Yeah,
1: more. absolutely.
0: So from from the standpoint of humanity, we have talked about kind of how in a naturalism worldview how we came to be which just I don't know we just did right um the the purpose of life which is yeah there's not really one to now what happens when you die yeah from a naturalism point of view well again it's kind of I don't know you just cease to exist
1: yep you yeah birth to earth yeah you're born and you die your body goes in the ground your soul ceases to exist. It's kind of a, um, in, in the, the long word for it with all the letters that make you sound real smart is, is a nihilism. Mm-hmm. It's just simply a, a matter of death. Yep. Um, you know, the, uh, Paul talked about the Stoics and the Epicureans in the scripture. I think we mentioned that before, but he said, eat, drink, and marry for tomorrow we die. Yep. When we die, the conscience goes away. There's nothing, no, no idea of an existence beyond yeah. what we had so it's kind of sad it is to think about i mean hedonism in and of itself is this is this idea that we're i'm just going to take care of me i'm going to eat what i want do what i want be with who i want yep. live life the way i want make as much money as i can because you know at the end of it all it's it, it, this is the only time i have to right. enjoy any of it
0: well and it, it so elements of naturalism have started to creep in to um are, to progressive christianity oh yeah especially as it pertains to the idea of hell yeah some of them you said annihilationists they would subscribe to the idea that hey the the good people go to heaven the bad people just cease to exist yeah why not so there's no penalty for living a life of sin and so then you you start to people in people's minds are like, well what? again, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. I at might all. as well live it up in this life, the here and now, because yep. if I'm just ceasing to exist, well that's that's not painful. That's not it's easy to do. It's easy to
1: do. Yeah. 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 And it doesn't really matter again, that's that that's that creepy, slippery slope toward um, what happens if that's really true. I mean, if it's really true, I could either go the direction of I'm gonna get what I can live life to the fullest, I'm going to do anything, you know, grab, you know, grab everything I can get out of life. Yep. But then it can also turn the other way and go, well, if I'm, if I'm going to cease to exist and and life is really not have any, doesn't really have any meaning, then why do anything good at all? Right. Why do anything at all? Why, why, why am I getting up in the morning? What, what have I got to live for? Yep. And you can turn that into really quickly. So yeah, when your conscience, when you cease to exist, it, it has a lot of ramifications for what your life is lived like. I mean, why start a business? Why take a job? Why have kids? Why do any of these things if all of it's going to result in just nothing?
0: Yeah. There's no purpose. There's no purpose. So uh, on that vein, then why, from a just a strictly knowledge standpoint, in a naturalism point of view how or why is it possible to know anything?
1: Yeah. Just the only way you know anything is by investigation and learning. Yeah. You know, uh, we were talking about this the other day. Did you, when you were uh, growing up in school, uh, we we felt like it was like seventh or eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Did you dissect yes. something in school? Yeah. What did you dissect? I think we started
0: with worms. Yes, and then I think that was seventh grade year. Yeah. And then I think we moved to f- frogs. Or yes. maybe, maybe, maybe it was um, worms, starfish. I know we dissected a starfish. Starfish, really. And then we did frogs at some point. And I wanna say, maybe, maybe we didn't do this, but in my anatomy and physiology class as a senior, I thought. We got to the point of dissecting a cat, but I cannot remember.
1: See, Jill said she dissected a cat, and I was okay. creeped out. That's weird. That's so weird. Yeah. Like, did they come with hair on them and everything, or did they not no. have hair? They the hair was shaved. Ooh. Yeah. I'm no. not a big cat guy. No. You, you go cat dog. I'm going dog every time. Yes. Cats. I'm allergic. Yeah. So I don't enjoy cats. Uh. So I don't mean to offend anybody, but. I don't wanna get a cat out of a bucket and start (laughs) dissecting it. It just had this weird feeling for me. Yeah. We did pigs. I don't know why that's any less offensive. Yeah. I don't know. We did pigs. It's because we eat pigs. Maybe. I mean you could throw it on the grill, but it had all of its internal organs. So Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean I think that again, the way science begins is by studying, you know, how do how do we how do we take I remember watching a, um, a s- series on um, called John Adams, mm-hmm. uh, and it was just about the it's very good the series. yeah the chronicling of his life yep. and and at one point his family they um there's their smallpox outbreak mm-hmm. which is you know very very was very very bad at the time very very brought on death yes. a good bit of the time and they were trying to figure out how to Im- make people immune from smallpox. And they figured out if we put take smallpox from you and give it to me, like inject it right mm-hmm. into the bloodstream or however they did that in the skin, I could be immune from it. Yep. I mean, it would make people sick, and they knew that there was a chance that they would die from just putting it in their bodies, but that was how they dealt with it. Right. And so if you can sit back and say, okay, I can cure a disease, a human being, yep. I mean – polio I can cure polio as a human. Why do I need, where did I need God and all that? Yeah. If I can figure all that out and we can start to figure out how to help people overcome all kinds of things, or if I can learn how to build a building that is so tall that you can barely see mm-hmm. human beings at the bottom or whatever. Yeah. Um, you, yeah, you can start to figure out the universe itself then God is not really a necessary thing. So that's how you know things. It's yeah. just by learning things, yeah. you know, um, and by investigation and yeah. those sorts of and things. And
0: I guess that's kind of why they can they can rightly answer to a lot of the questions of life. Yeah. I don't know, because we haven't learned it yet. Right. And, and so, again, that's not all that different from a Christian perspective. Sure. I mean, the Christian can answer a lot of questions about this life, in the form of I don't know right but it's still where is the source of that knowledge right well the source of knowledge for a uh, a naturalism worldview is me right once I learn it but the Christian worldview is it is God and I may or may not learn that this side of eternity I have no idea right but uh, again it's it's where is the source of knowledge and and when you lay it that way, what naturalism really does is elevate the person yeah. to God. Yeah. Now, a God with really no purpose, no future, no hope. <laughs> right. But God, nonetheless, in right. as it
1: pertains to knowledge. Sure. Yeah. And you know, we have people throughout history that have been instrumental. Obviously, um, many, many, many historical figures that have been instrumental in creating all kinds of things that we can we now benefit from i mean just think about you know we're both sitting here with with home computers right. more powerful than home computers carrying them around in our pockets i mean yep. steve jobs and steve wozniak you know were brilliant in their in their just in the in their conceptualizing of what it would look like to do this for yep. human they had rooms full you know a, a building this size with it was you know housed a computer yeah now we have the capability of doing the same thing that computer did in our pockets yeah. it is a pretty amazing way of going about things and steve jobs i think after reading his autobiography or his you know his biography that i mean he the guy didn't believe in god yep he used his own brain he used his own ability he used his own visioneering processes And when you can do stuff like that, I mean, you 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 hold the key to all things. Yes, you know, and that and that's a again, it's a scary thing because then what if you're not one of those people? Yeah, that I I can't figure out how to put my TV together or you (laughs) know my kids you know, toys at Christmas. Yep. Well, that that leaves me with a real sense of uh, despair. Yes, you have Uh, not evolved to the level of not even a little. No, (laughs) can't write or even read directions. You know.
0: Yeah. Okay, so kind of the last element of this is what kind of uh, personal—and it kind of goes along with with what we just said—but what personal or core commitments are kind of consistent with this worldview? Um, What is is truth based on a naturalism point of view?
1: Yeah. Well, if you start to think about, you know, who writes the rules— Mm-hmm. Well, I write the rules. What, what who's who's the basic of ethics? You, you, I think you mentioned that last week. You talk, started talking about who sets the standard. Yeah. Well, the standard is set by me. Yeah. It doesn't. I. You know. Again, we may have laws to go by, but my ethical standards aren't necessarily your ethical standards, and yep. you don't get to determine for me what mine are. Yep. So we just kind of um, determine our path in life on what we feel, what we think, kind of write our own rules. Yeah. And that's a real scary place to be in a lot of ways. <laughs> it is a really scary place to
0: be because, you know, in, in a lot of other worldviews that have this same criteria of, yeah. yeah, there's no real absolute truth. You live yours, I'll live mine. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is when, you know, that's not a problem until you get to the point of good people go to heaven or or a new level of consciousness or yeah. whatever, depending on the worldview. Uh, and and bad people go to hell, they cease to exist, whatever. Okay, how is that determined? Because (laughs) what you come back to is it has to be a consistent... Right. There has to be. Regardless of how I feel, regardless of how you feel, that idea of good and bad people and morality and ethics and who goes to heaven, who goes to hell, or whatever you want to call it, uh, depending on the worldview, there
1: has to be a consistent level or the whole thing falls apart. Sure, falls apart in a lot of ways very quickly because again, you you and I have to have a standard, right, to live by. Yep. We, and I think there's still that inside of us that knowledge of it's still wrong to kill someone. Yeah. It. You, we're all we all wake up with that reality of I know there's a thing that I should do and I know there's things I shouldn't do. Right. But where does again, where does it come from? And for and if you just look around and and read stories and re, you know kind of take that historical look at that, you'll see there's just a lot in a lot of ways who we what we determine we are going to be and do yep. comes straight from me. Yeah, you know um, again, how do we evolve into something greater is by understanding a little more about what we didn't know before. But man, if I want to decide if I i saw a story this morning that um, a Chinese scientist now have figured out how to create a mouse now from nothing. Like they have, they can create it and biologically like tune it Whoa. to how they want it to live and be in standards. And I'm like, that is creepy. That is creepy. You know, uh, again, if you're willing, if you're able to do that, as a scientist in a lab, what else are you capable of? Right. I don't want. I want to know what you're capable of. Right. You know? Well, okay, so let's let's take
0: the idea of murder. Yeah. Uh, again, I think, I don't know that there's necessarily anyone who in their right mind would say, that's okay.
1: That's the key in your right mind, yeah.
0: But in in a worldview to which there is no absolute standard of morality and ethics— by that standard, which is no standard, one murder, one person murdered is better than two.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Two people is better than, you know, if I've killed two people, but you've killed four people, then I, by that standard, am sure. better than you. Yeah. And, and so you get to this, because it seems like Hitler is kind of the, oh, well, that's the worst person. Well, there have been people who have killed more people than Hitler.
1: Yeah. Yeah still living today, like people in mm. other parts of the world. yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah. where is the line? And so so then you you start to get to this ethical dilemma of, well, then is a person who has killed one a good person as compared to a person who has killed two? Well, then where is the line and you can right. start to see i mean this is it's a it's a cheesy argument it's a
1: moving it's a always a moving target it's always a moving target right. and
0: there is never a consistent spot to say nope. this is the line and yeah. and what we know from humanity and and just our conscience there is a line there has to be a line a standard of morality and ethics but this floating scale yeah Means you never get there.
1: Yeah, and, and again, we're the the further we get into this worldview discussion, we'll see that eventually, if there is no God, and I'm I, and I'm a human being who can figure things out, then I'm God, right? You oh, know, and if I'm God, and there's God within me, then I must have a higher conscience, and then my conscience is what gets to determine what I do with my life and with my you know family or with my destiny. And as a result of that, yeah, we just come back to what the world is suffering from now. It's just yeah. this massive, you know, wave of my reality, my truth, my my experience is nothing you get to determine. And it and it's a real tussle between the Christian worldview of no, God has already decided that. Yeah. His word has determined for us and informed us of that. You don't get to then determine whether you know, and again, get yourself into a lot of trouble with a lot of people. But it's you know you don't get to determine your gender. God right. created you male or female. Yeah. And so because of that, yeah, naturalism, it just is kind of the, it's kind of the uh, the long step off of a short pier. Yeah. Um, where you know the morality is concerned, because there's there really is no determining morality other than your own. Correct. You know, going after whatever you decide. Yep.
0: Wow. Well this deep, we took a deep dive today. Deep, deep. deep. Well, yeah. I hope I hope it has given some uh simplistic Hopefully. uh yeah. clarification to yeah. a very, very complex subject. And I think it's worth saying we're not experts on it. Yeah. Uh, we don't understand all of the ins and outs, but there are some basic tenets that can really cover all of these viewpoints. And yeah. and that's kind of where we hope to to establish the differences between all of these worldviews, and hopefully help you make sense of the world around you, but also reinforce or, um, I don't know, ignite yeah. a desire to seek out the Christian worldview, which is what we both subscribe to and, and both think is the correct worldview. Yeah, for sure. So, hey, we would love, uh, as we wrap this episode up, uh, for you to like our Facebook page. Uh, you can go search for Since You ask, look for our little microphone icon, That's how you know you found us. Uh, Like that, that is a place where we can have discussion. You can ask questions, send us a message, uh, post a comment. We would love to hear from you. We've been overwhelmed by the number of people who have liked that, who have been a part of that, and and so we want to continue the conversation there. Uh, Also, if you're listening on a streaming platform, which... You are, so yeah. uh, Where whichever yeah. one you are, would you do us a favor and like, uh, subscribe if that's available, share that if it's an option. We would love to get this podcast into the hands of more people. And so, uh, until next time, I want to thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you back here on Since You Ask. Thanks for listening to Send You Ask. Join
1: us next time as we tackle more of your burning questions.